Frustrated with toxic people, they can't see how much they hurt me. I just want this chaos to cease. Here's your host, Dr. Shayla, my source for how to live a life of peace. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity. Welcome to the Toxic People Detox, a practical guide for finding peace in the midst of toxic people. It's not about changing them, but about changing how you respond to them and doing so in a productive, healthy way. This is episode nine, Toxic People Profiles, the passive aggressive. This is first in a series of toxic people profiles that I will visit from time to time. So today's profile, the passive aggressive. One quote that I think sums up this type perfectly is funny thing about passive aggressive people. They can smile and throw you under the bus, then get you to apologize for being upset about it. I like to put it this way. They're like snipers. They take shots at you and you won't even know where the bullets are coming from. And when you get hit, they'll blame you for it. And somehow you'll believe it. Passive aggressives don't tell you what's on their mind. They'll look at you and say, yes, I'll do this thing you say you want me to do, but they don't say no. See, the problem with a passive aggressive, they don't have a backbone. <laughs> That's why they're passive aggressive. They don't have the fortitude to stand up and say, no, I don't want to do this, or they just can't stand up for themselves. So they feel powerless and they want to regain that control by saying, yes, I'll do such and such a thing. And they'll turn around and do the opposite or they won't do anything. So watch out for these people. Don't rely on them, especially not in a tight spot because they will let you down. They want to undermine you. For this episode, I'm going to talk about the signs and then I'm going to talk about some solutions. So the signs that you're dealing with the passive aggressive person, the classic sign is that pit you get in your stomach that you just can't seem to shake off when you're around these people. And you're saying, well, how's that different from being around anyone else? Well, here's the thing with some people, you know exactly what's wrong, but with passive aggressive people, you sense that something is wrong, but you just can't pinpoint what it is exactly. And if you were to sit down and make a list of the actions of the offending party, you might think you're being paranoid. I know because I dealt with this for almost four to five years before I figured out the type of person I was dealing with. And I stated in a previous podcast, it's like having a statue and you have a stick of dynamite and then you go and you blow the statue up. Boom. That's how it is with most toxic personalities. You know exactly where you stand with them. However, with passive aggressives, they won't get a stick of dynamite and blow up the statue. They'll just take a hammer and chisel and then tap a little here. And then come back some other time, tap a little there. And over time, just one tap after another, after another, it might take a lot longer than a stick of dynamite, but they can and will bring that statue down. If you have to wonder where you stand with these people, that's your answer. You're standing on a slippery slope because they're keeping you in that state of uncertainty, which brings me to the second sign. You keep going back and forth. Things are good. Now they're not. Things are good. Now they're not. Rinse and repeat. Now, every relationship has its ebb and flow, such as life. Life has its ups and downs, but this is different. How? I don't like to use this analogy, but I think it does get my point across. And that is, I have my dog. And from time to time, I accidentally step on her paw. And of course, she winces and she whines. And then I hug her. You know, I'm so sorry I did this. I'm so sorry. And then everything is back to normal. Sometimes things happen. But with passive aggressives, take that same analogy. And let's say you step on the dog's paw and you do it deliberately. 
and the dog whines. And then the dog forgives you and comes back and starts licking you. Then you step on the paw again. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And then the, the dog trusts you again and you keep doing that. And it's like a vicious cycle until the dog will finally wise up and say, I don't want to go anywhere near you. And that's what happens to us. And abusive relationships tend to be like this. You know, you have the abuser and then they say, oh, I'm so sorry that I did this. And the person comes back and then they repeat the cycle again. Well, passive aggressors do this. They're just not physically abusive about it. So number three, you feel upset and angry, but you're not sure why or that if your anger is even justified. And this is the insidious nature of it. The word that keeps coming up over and over is uncertainty. So number one, I was talking about you wonder where you stand. Number two, you keep going back and forth. Three, you're feeling angry and upset and you're not sure why or that it's even justified. Communication is mostly nonverbal. So you've ever been around someone, you don't feel comfortable around them. You're not sure why. It's not like the other person said anything or did anything outright, but from a subconscious point of view, we are picking up on things and we are responding. And our conscious minds haven't tapped into it. So our bodies are trying to tell us that something is wrong and we ignore it. Now, number four, here's a thing that might happen more so at work than any other place. They withhold vital information until the last minute. And sometimes they don't even reveal anything. See, their desire is to undermine you. They will conveniently, and I mean conveniently, forget to tell you crucial information and they revel in the resulting chaos. They just love seeing you fall flat on your face and then they'll reach out with their hands. They'll pick you back up, say, you okay? It's all good. All right. And then they'll do that whole song and dance again. And then there's that feeling of powerlessness because the feeling of uncertainty leads to feeling of powerlessness. We human beings revel in stability and certainty. There is a sense of power that comes from certainty. When you take that away, we become unsettled. When I was in my situation, like, like I said, for roughly about five years, I had so many options and resources, but I was blind to it because I was so caught up going this back and forth thinking everything's okay. Wait, not it's okay. Wait, now maybe it's okay. Wait, not it's okay. And it's going back and forth, back and forth. And all the time thinking it was something that I did. Like, it, am I reading too much into things? If you keep having to ask yourself that question over and over, am I reading too much into this? Or maybe I'm just, I'm just seeing these. No, you're not seeing things. If you have to ask the question, there's your answer. Something is there, but a passive aggressive does a good job of hiding everything. And I believed I was helpless. Let's talk about some solutions. Now your first line of defense is awareness, because if you're not aware of the problem, you can't solve it. And one thing a passive aggressive loves to do is like I said, they keep you in that state of uncertainty and it's also a state of just not knowing. Being aware of a problem is true of just about anything, but due to the sneaky nature of a passive aggressive, awareness may not come initially because passive aggressive do such an excellent job of keeping their agendas hidden. Look at the sign and that is how you respond. If you're constantly questioning, if you're constantly in the state of uncertainty, chances are you are dealing with the passive aggressive. Now, number two is to acknowledge. Now we tend to idealize a situation and say that, well, things can get better. Or there's so much potential there in that other person, whether it's a romantic relationship, or even if you're talking about a business partner or whatever relationship, but while that can be the case, Yes, relationships can get better. Yes, that partnership could improve. However, don't go by what could be. 
go by what is. Don't say, oh, I'm going to hook up with this person because of the potential. I don't care about potential. What I care about is what I see right in front of me right now. If the potential is there and if it does come out, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Right now, I have to deal with you as you are, or you have to deal with me as I am. If the situation improves, then awesome. But until it does, be honest about where things are and protect yourself emotionally. In my situation, if I'm dealing with someone like that, then my line of defense is detachment. I have to detach from the situation because I made the mistake of engaging in that person. And as I've said several times throughout previous podcasts, a battle of ego has no winner. Detachment is not apathy or it's not not caring. It just means that you've removed yourself from the drama of the situation and it allows you to be an objective third party. Number three. Accept. Now, what's the difference between to acknowledge and to accept? Well, let's take this phrase, call it a spade a spade. If I were to go through the three things, awareness is recognizing that there even is a spade in the first place. Acknowledging is the fact like, oh yes, that is a spade, not a queen of hearts. And accepting is letting the spade be a spade. You're not trying to make it into clubs. You're not trying to make it into hearts. You're not trying to make it into diamonds. It's a spade. So it's letting things be as they are. Now, accepting doesn't mean that you're just gonna lie down and let the other person walk all over you. If the person changes, it's a decision that they have to make. We can inspire them, we can influence them, but ultimately the decision to change must be theirs. I've actually told my students this, that I am not Atlas hoisting the world upon my shoulders. I can't force you to do something you don't want to do. Now, what's the alternative? To control and pester someone into submission while frustrating yourselves in the process? Like I said, I've taken that road and it didn't lead anywhere good. Now, taken to its logical conclusion, when we do that, when we try to force someone to be what we think they should be, ironically, we become the toxic person. Unless they have some epiphany, most passive aggressives probably won't change. So accept the passive aggressive for what they are. And in doing this, you will find new peace that enters your life. You will not struggle with frustration, anger, or resentment because you've let them go. If they change, that's great. But if they don't, really, it's not our problem because chances are they were like that before you met them. And this really has nothing to do with you. And that's one thing I had to come to terms with, that the passive aggressive I was dealing with, that somehow I thought it was just my fault. What am I doing wrong? And I realized, had I been any other person, this individual would have done the same thing to that person. Now, if you're on the job, I'm just gonna give you a bonus one. Here's number four. This can apply to just about any situations, but specifically if you're on the job, leave a paper trail, keep a file. You might sound paranoid, but it does pay off because anyone could put up a front, but it takes some effort to maintain it. Passive aggressors are in it for the long haul and they're not used to people who can wait them out. Therefore, your secret weapon against a passive aggressive is patience. Because if you confront them about their behavior, all they're gonna do is just deny it anyway. They'll just, make you seem like you're imagining things. And I mentioned this before, it's called gaslighting. I say have compassion for people. I say try to understand them. But when it comes to dealing with that, this is the one thing that tests me. I said, okay, I want to have compassion for this person. I want to understand. But the gaslighting 
It's just, you're trying to undermine my grip on reality. In the five years that I've dealt with this person, this individual would constantly say one thing behind closed doors and another thing in public. It made me question, wait, did we really agree on the thing I thought we agreed on? Or maybe I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. Once I started keeping a paper trail, that's when I began to see things a bit more clearly. And also I kept every email. And so when this person said, well, you know, Shayla was supposed to be part of our prestigious research group, but she turned us down, which made me seem like a fool for doing that. But I said, no, actually that's not true because I had this email that you dropped me from the group. And here's what happened because I was a student at the time, that person wanted to take my research data and use it as their own. And it was a professor from another school, wasn't even my school, who got angry and said, you can't do that to these students. Let the students publish their own data. And then this person got angry and dropped me from the group. And I was able to prove that. And once I did that, all the issues I had with this person kind of just stopped because now they know that I'm onto them. I said, look, I'm not willing to engage you. I'm not going to fight you because all I'm doing is punching a brick wall, but I will wait you out. I will wait for that brick wall to crumble. It might take some time, but I will wait you out. So that's how I dealt with the passive aggressive person. Again, you have to be aware of the situation, acknowledge that's who you're dealing with and accept this. So protect yourself, deal with them in a productive, healthy way. At some point, I will continue to go through these profiles about what to look for. What are some of the signs and solutions? Subscribe, rate, and review. I would be most grateful. Until next time, I wish you peace in the midst of toxic people. Take care. Go to the toxicpeopledetox.com. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity.